Welcome to the Build Up on Balls.ie in association with Labrooks. Please bet responsibly. Visit dunlui.net for further information. Welcome along to a bonus edition of the Build Up podcast. Uh, we are here on a Thursday, Mick. Uh, we have come back for our second podcast of the week uh, because we're going to chat to Kevin Doyle today to preview Premier League weekend. But before we get into that, we need to take a moment just to reflect on what happened last night. And I'm not talking about the eight-goal game that was between Liverpool and Chelsea, which I, every single time I switched over to Gillette Soccer Special or whatever it's called on uh, uh, Sky Sports News. It's I would called Soccer Liverpool. Saturday on a Wednesday, Mark. Everybody knows that. Yeah, Soccer Saturday on a Wednesday. Uh, I, uh, I would miss um, a Liverpool no, and Chelsea goal. Yeah. And then when I'd switch back, I'd miss some massive turning point in the championship run-in and see no goals in the Liverpool-Chelsea game. So it was one of those nights, but it was incredibly exciting. Yeah, I was watching that soccer Saturday that was absolutely unbelievable. And Charlie Nicholas kept telling me about goals in the in the Liverpool game. And I kept turning them over and they've, they've already shown the replay because Liverpool yeah. and Chelsea were so far down the pecking order, they weren't even going to it immediately when there was a goal. I actually felt sorry for Charlie Nicholas. I felt like he got the shit job. Whereas like Clinton Morrison and, and those boys have got the big kicks. You know, it was like, it was, like it, was, it was like, last time we spoke to you, Charlie Nicholas, it was, it was one all. What are we, there's a goal. Yeah, it's 4-3 now, Jeff. <laughs> But uh, it was the championship's crowning moment last night. You know, I think we'll talk, we'll talk to Kevin about it in a few minutes. But I was absolutely wrecked at the end of it. Like, you know, I don't know. I had my, I, I kind of, you know, the way you just have random things that you'd like to happen, but they're kind of base and nothing and you don't mind when they don't happen. But I was hoping that Brentford would pip in against West Brom as the underdog there. I was hoping that Wigan would get out of it based on what happened, what, what has been seemingly so unfair on them and how good a team they've been in the last few months. And I was hoping that Luton would get out as well. But like the biggest moment then was there was two things that happened that were almost nothing to do with any of those teams, which was Barnsley scoring in the last minute to beat Brentford and like all those like, you know, th- there was more people jumping on top of that goal scorer than should have been in the stadium. In an, in an empty ground, you know, and yeah. like in the 93rd minute or something to stay up and relegate Charleston. And then there was uh, the mad, like, what the hell happened in the Nottingham Forest situation, right? So, not as far as they're winning 1 0, are they? Or was it 1 all? I think I they were winning. At halftime, anyway, it was one of those things where they say, and the playoff places are set. Well, actually, something could happen. You could, there could be a five goal swing and the different results would need it, but basically, Swansea are gone. And Cardiff and Forrest are in the... And then Cardiff went and hammered Hull. They were the ones that they thought could be caught. And then Forrest fell behind and we're like, okay, well, we need a... Or we went to one all and was like, right, well, we need a four-goal swing. It's one all in the Swansea match. It's one all in the Forrest match. Swansea win 4-1. Forrest lose 4-1. Unbelievable. Like, I mean, it was beyond belief. Like, I never thought that the playoff race, the only thing that seemed like it was settled was the thing that was the most dramatic. Yeah, championship is crazy. You're gonna miss it. Aren't it you? A, Leeds got the trophy last night. Were you, did you shed a tear? I did not shed a tear though. But uh, it, look at it. I, I I enjoyed the championship. I'm looking forward to Premier League. And sure, look, probably we'll be back there soon enough. Anyway, Can uh, I that's, I'm just I'm, I'm being doomed. I'm being negative about preparing myself to be back there already. And uh, looking forward <laughs> to that. And then if we stay up, it's a bonus. But can I want to even now before you do that. Can I give you a stat about Leeds? Right. Go on. They lifted the trophy on the same night as Liverpool last night. It's kind of an incredible thing. It under it undermined yeah. it a little bit because they didn't get the, the main attention. But it was an incredible thing. Just a half an hour apart, they lifted the trophies, right? The last time Liverpool won the title 30 years ago 
who was the second tier champions? Leeds. Leeds United. And what happened two years Sorry. later? Won the league. Leeds won the division, league. Old Division 1. Yeah. Oh, here we go. So if Leeds are champions again in 2022, give me the tank. The tank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Some other mad stats for you just for last night. With 40 games gone, uh, there was a bottom five in the table. I, can't, I don't have it to hand, but it was like pretty much, I think, off the top of my head, I think it was Huddersfield, Middlesbrough, Stoke, Luton, and Barnsley. Barnsley. I think, yeah. That five. Probably, maybe I think somebody it might else. have been those five. Yeah, it, could, it yeah. could have been someone else, but I think Birmingham might have been in there. But I think Birmingham, was, yeah, or whatever it was. But yeah. anyway, none of them ended up getting relegated. No. Uh, Nine and Forest were in the top six from Stephen's day until the 80, what minute was it? The, or 78 minutes yesterday. <laughs> it was just madness. I enjoyed as well. Paul Merson, one of my favourites is Paul Merson's commentary on uh, Colin's penalty for um, Luton to put them 3 1 up, which was like just after half time. Maybe it was the you know, around the 60th minute mark, I'd say, at the latest. And he was there. You know the way they kind of have to do the commentary themselves? Yeah. Because there's no commentator. So he's waiting on them to take the penalty. He's like, yeah, yeah, this is just seal it for them now, Jeff. Uh, so, yeah, he's stepping up the table. And he scored it. That's it. Luton are in the championship for another year. And I was thinking, <laughs> it's not the final whistle, Paul. And then, like, five minutes later, and we got back together. I'm straight out here, Jeff. And Luton are back to the wall, back to the wall stuff. Next week, oh, there you go. Oh, brilliant, Merson. Uh, Blackford scored two OGs in that game, just to kind of sum up. Like, how, how they conceded. Luton scored three goals. It was two OGs and a penalty. If you just want to sum up how bad the whole thing was, there you go. There's just one match. Like, you know, uh, yeah. oh, my God, it was priceless. There's probably plenty more uh, besides that we're forgetting it. You can check all that out. It'll all yeah. be covered on uh, on our site. It's on site this morning, boss, so you can go out and check that out. But it's time to look forward, not backwards. Always twirling, twirling towards freedom. We're going to get Kevin Dyle on the line and preview the final weekend of the Premier League. We are delighted to be joined now by Kevin Dyle on the line. Kevin, how's it going? Good, lads. How are you? Stuff. Was, was there, was there a, any little part of you, even though you're a United fan, any little part of you happy for Liverpool and the Liverpool players when they're lifting that trophy last night? Yeah, you know what? I, well, I've said it all along um, during the season. It's more to do with their manager, to be honest. That's why I was just, I just like Klopp. I think nearly everyone does. He's the most, must be unique in his likability from rival teams, rival fans. He, um, his interviews, everything is positive. He, I'm sure he does, but he doesn't come across too often at blaming refs of everyone else's fault. You know, we've plenty of managers in the Premier League who do that week in, week out, uh, and successful ones as well. And he doesn't. He goes about it, to me anyway. Um, in the right way um, players seem to love playing for him he gets the best out of players and he's done what he said he was going to do and um, yeah no, that's to me to put the Liverpool team one side I just, I just like their manager um, as, a play, as a player I would love to play for him um, you know any, any player would say that you'd have to talk about serious ability to play for him but everyone you'd imagine he'd get the best out of him um, and he seems to be able to enjoy himself when he's won as well. You see pictures of him having a beer and just enjoying it with the players and not being too uptight about it. So comes across, he just comes across to me as as a top top uh, manager and top nice man as well, which is unusual to get a combination of of both. Definitely, yeah. It's even it was interesting last night just listening to him talking about like what the difference he was talking about when he came first. It'd be brilliant one week, then terrible the next week, then brilliant the following week, and he was like the way to develop that consistency. It was yeah. too nice of an asking him, and he was saying, you know, it was just. On the training ground, and he put he was he mentioned so many of the younger players that trained. He's like I think it was Harvey Elliott or whatever. Someone that you know trained did ninety sessions with them, or whatever, and that they deserve as much credit as anybody else because they kept the training consistent 
all the time. And like, I think for the outside looking in, people have to be well, sure, like, that, why doesn't every manager do that or every coach do that? Just make training consistent yeah. at the top level. But like, how difficult it is to achieve that when you're training day in, day out throughout the season. Yeah. And playing the way Liverpool play, their intensity, their... Yeah, I suppose that helps their, you know, thinking about it, if you think about it, the, the way they play makes players realise in training, that's how we have to train. If we want to get into club team, we have to, we have to train in a high intensity, close people down, always winning the ball back, high the pitch, all that side of things we have to do in training if he's to trust us on the pitch to do that. From a, from a player who's on the bench point of view, from a young player, they're coming to train and think, well, this is where they play and you have to be at it, at it all the time. It's not just sit back and have a few passes and enjoy it and look good on the ball in no pressure situations. It's all about a high intensity win. Really exciting to watch from a neutral point of view to look at them play. They always, you know, no matter what, they always seem to be involved in exciting games, score penny goals. But from a, yeah, from a consistency point of view, Liverpool over the years have always been like under all the managers they've had in recent years, they've always played well and have a half a chance to win the league. But you never really believed they did. But you did now under him. He's just brought them up to another level and brought a football uh, style of play as well, which he brought with him, which was different, a little different to what we had, which was nice as well. Um, more attacking, intense style of play, um, less, less, I suppose, patient football, and more suited to to Ireland, England, that you know traditional style while still being really uh, top quality football. So um, no, it's been been good, and yeah. Credit to him and the squad. It's not the biggest squad. It doesn't come across the biggest squad in the world. It doesn't have millions of superstars in it. Um, I know, I don't know what the actual stats are. They've spent plenty of money, but they've not spent more than anyone else. They've not. I'm sorry, you can probably hear my, my two-year-old screaming in the background there. But they've, they've, uh, he's agreeing with me. Um, someone's agreeing with me. Um, but yeah, I just I just think all it's got, it's easy to talk like this when they've won the league. Where everyone jumps on everyone's you know, bandwagon and says how great they are. We said it against about Man City before that, before that Chelsea, Liverpool, whatever, whenever they're winning. But this is, um, to me, all, it's just gone about in the right way. No one hates Liverpool anymore. Um, you know, even Man United fans, as much as they, I'm sure they do, <laughs> Man United fans hate them because they have a likability factor. They've not been involved in really much controversy. The manager just, as I said again, just goes about it in, a, in an annoyingly nice, good way. Yeah, um, yeah they're just yeah. good to watch. But, uh, we'll want to look ahead to what's actually an interesting last weekend of the Premier League or last day of the Premier League on Sunday. But just before we do, just one more looking back. The, the championship last night, I'm still not really over it. <laughs> to cut my breath between, <laughs> between what happened with uh, Nuts Forest and Swansea and that mad turnaround between Brentford and West Brom basically battling each other to see who could blow it the, uh, the most. Uh, and then between all the cr- craziness with the relegation stuff, and Barnsley getting the last second win to to, rel- to save themselves, relegate Charlton. Poor old Wigan playing one of the best teams in the championship off the park and still somehow getting relegated because of the 12-point deduction. Like, the whole thing was just bananas. There's kind of no league in the world like it. You, you've obviously had experience in it, but it always seems like there's something to play for. It always seems like anyone yeah. can beat anyone. And then when it all comes down to it, there's always just a shitload of goals as well. Yeah, it's, it is. It's really, you know what? You get relegated from the Premier League and you're depressed, right? You're like, Jesus, and how are we going to go back for pre season and play in the championship? But once the season actually starts, you really enjoy it again because all of a sudden, as you said, anyone can be anyone. It's goals galore. It's great fun as a striker. Um, great fun as a team to be back playing. Everyone is ver- a lot more level than it is in the Premier League. You're playing every two or three days. If you lose, you get out of your system. Two or three days there, you play again. You just constantly. You're on a roller coaster and you keep going, and um, it's enjoyable as a player. It picks you up very quickly after the 
disappointment in a lot of cases of relegation um, to, to get back to the championship. And if you can, very few teams do it actually, get relegated and, and go up again. And every year, every year, no matter what, next year, when the start of the season again, whenever, two or three weeks, or whatever it is, <laughs> um, everyone will be saying, this is the strongest championship ever because the Premier League three have come down and they've got the money and no one else is going to get promoted. Every single year from when I first played in the, when I first played in the championship, it was Crystal Palace, Norwich, can't remember the other team, but they, Crystal Palace had Andy Johnson who did re-sign Kepton and Norwich had a load of players spent a load of money at the time at what seemed like a load of money. And it was like, no one can touch these. And every year it's the same thing. It's the strongest league every year. Next year it's the strongest league next year. And it doesn't, it never turns out like that. You know, um, always teams who've been in it for a few years have a bit more experience and a bit more guile about themselves in the championship and know what it's like. Seem to be the ones who do well and get promoted. And that's the, the great thing about it. You feel you, you believe at the start of the season, any team in that league will feel they have a chance of getting into Premier League next season. And that's, that's the way every league should be, really. Um, yeah. It's exciting for fans. You see that game. That, that was the total pinnacle of champion, the championship last night. That summed up the whole thing in, in one night. And so many different things going on. Couldn't concentrate. You, you were just talking, we were just talking before we went and recording about the five teams in the, the bottom five teams like 10 weeks ago were not the bottom five teams at the end of the season, which is unbelievable. So, um, yeah, it's just a good advertisement for it. And it is enjoyable, really enjoyable to play in. And I think fans, once they get over, teams that come down from the Premier League, a lot of fans, once they get over the, the disappointment, really enjoy being back in the Championship again. Um, it, is, it is an exciting, exciting league to be in. We can both attest yeah, to that, Mark. <laughs> exciting to get out of it as well. I can attest to it a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, like, it'll be a little easier to follow everything that's going on uh, this Sunday at the Premier League with the just the champion, the Champions League, and maybe the Europa League uh, as well as the, the relegation one that makes me pay the most, most attention to. But United went from this time last week if we were chatting they were going to be you know Jesus if, if there's only another few weeks that would catch Liverpool and then it looks like the only, problem, the only thing going for them is that Leicester are equally as bad lately yeah. who, who are you looking for? I don't well I, I want Man United to win <laughs> I draw you yeah. United as well which is yeah, last week it was Pogba's great again. Uh, if everything's going brilliant, you know, their, their records in the last whatever would have them top of the league uh, since they signed Fernandez, blah, 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 blah. And now in the space of a week, it's a disaster again. Um, that's sort of, you know, unfair on them. Um, I think they have, they have been playing better. They've looked, they've looked a better team. And in this game against Leicester, um, I, I still fancy them to win the game. Um, Leicester, I think, are in equally or worse form since, since they've yeah. come back. Um, and are just hanging on in there. Like I think we spoke at the beginning, there were nine points, were the nine points um, clear of Man United. Yeah, it was eight or nine. Yeah, yeah. And if you know, it's just gone overnight. So they're on a they're on a, a big downer since uh, since they've come back. It's hard to turn that around in one game. Um, I just think Man United. Um, you know, it wasn't the worst result in the world from last night. They would have won to win the game, obviously. Uh, like Pogba's thing, bring the you know, it looked you know, last night he got we were talking about off air, got unfairly criticized. I think he's a bit of a bit you know, that was harsh on him. It was just an a natural reaction, put his hand up, blocked the ball, penalty, it's silly. Uh, it's not the end of the world, you know. It's just because it's Pogba, people totally overreact. Um, doesn't matter what he cost, uh, what he what he paid for in this situation, it was a natural reaction to stop his head getting smashed. So um you know, people get too excited about certain things. Um, but he looks to have settled back in fairly well. They looked to have sorted that situation out. So it looks quite positive for him next year going into this game. Um, 
Uh, I think I think they'll win it. Um, yeah, I just think they're on a, a better form than Leicester. Leicester just wanted to get the season over. Yeah, like it's a weird one with Leicester because if you said to them at the start of the season they're going to finish fifth in the league, it's they'd bite your hand off. Said so that'd be an unbelievable season. Yeah. Throw it away from where? Like, how are they going to recover going into next season to push on again and try and get top four? Um, yeah, I don't think they will. I don't think they will get top four. I think it was just another really good season. I know we said probably said that now a good bit. Should learn our lesson from Leicester. Um, <laughs> They've got a very good manager and they've got decent owners who spend some money, but I just think that the people around them are going to spend more and prove more. Um, and I still think anywhere in the top half of the table is success for Leicester unless they spend outspend the top four for the next few years, which they won't do. So um, top half of the table, fifth, is a bit of a psychological glow after, from where they were, but still, they'll sit back in a couple of weeks, they have a few weeks off, relaxing, you know what? It's not the end of the world with a good season. Look at look who finished above us if they do drop over. Um, look at who finished above us. And you go again, you reset, and that's what you have to do. And that's that's you know, that's just football. That's you know, play, these players are used to that sort of thing happening all the time. Um, it takes a few days, you get over it and you go mm-hmm. on and come back next season. Um, go again. You're all yeah, uh, five to four on sorry, five to yeah. four on Labrook.com for United to win, twelve to five for the draw, obviously that'll do them well. Uh, that was one of the weird situations where three points wasn't going to guarantee them to get the top four but two points would and that'll be more than good enough for them to get the draw at the weekend yeah Chelsea definitely aren't guaranteed either because like uh, Wolves they're playing Wolves it's actually amazing that yeah. these four teams are playing each other but Wolves are like they've continued it on right they have to actually get a result because Spurs have gone an unlikely run under Mourinho and they're just a, a, a point or a couple of points behind and could actually pip them yeah. of course that's all depending on if Arsenal win the FA Cup otherwise both of them will be in Europe but like <laughs> they they could go out and do Chelsea like you know what I mean they're definitely yeah, no, yeah. and to finish sixth for you know you, you know obviously they had some success in the time, especially when you were there. Like that was probably the best Wolves team, like of our lifetime, anyway. But yeah. like this team seems to be, you know, surpassing that again, and it, it does seem sustainable as well, doesn't it? Like yeah. that, that there's money well, there, and yeah. Um, and uh, speaking of next with Leicester, I would fancy a Wolves to be ahead of a Leicester longer term going forward. I think they're uh, they have a better. Um, I just think that there's a better. Um, long-term future for Wolves um, they seem to have good owners the managers seems to be top class and they're young exciting players like their goal the other night uh, who was it against I can't remember but it was the, one of the best goals you'll see it was absolutely unreal oh, against um, Palace was it yeah yeah, yeah. it was just top like just top notch so um, like they've, they've I wouldn't say they've surprised and, and the fact we're talking about them beating Chelsea you wouldn't be surprised that you wouldn't really like it's a, a little bit of an upset. It's not really a big upset. It's fancy no. wolves, you know. They're they're first eleven strong. Um, so that just shows where they are, you know. For go back when we were in Premier League, and we were an okay. We were a good wolves side at the time, but you know, going to play Chelsea, we would be you know such long long odds. And the other time we might we might get some, but we'd never be going into it, you know, going thinking we might outplay them. To be honest with you, and where's this wolves team? Yeah, you'd say they they could go and outplay Chelsea and deserve to win the game. They won't just have to sit back and take it for. For 90 minutes and hope to nick a goal, which which we would have had to have done. They would go out and, um, and you know, there's a chance that they'd be as good as them playing off the park. And, and that's as much as positive as you could say about Wolves. It's a fantastic thing to say about them. They have a really good feel good factor about them as well. Talking about Liverpool, feel good factor. Wolves do. Everyone, the managers, you know, very positive man. Everyone I know speaking to players that they love them and um, 
the fans seem to love them. It's hard to get the Wolves fans on your side, and uh, they, you know, they, they demand a lot, and um, they, they're getting it now. They, they, they seem to love him, and they're playing fantastic football as well. So, you know, positive, positive for them. I know they're behind the scenes as well. You know, with training grounds and things like that, they're investing and in making everything better. So, it's, um, it's positive for them long term. Great to see. I wouldn't mind, but if it wasn't for the last three points to drop, I think it was a 91st minute goal against Burnley, a 94th minute goal against Sheffield United. Other than that, you would be going into this game, not only with Wolves possibly in the Champions League, but your prediction of Leicester dropping out of the top, top five altogether would <laughs> be under no chance. Still could yeah. have, actually. I know the goal difference is going to ruin the moment, but uh, you were very close. It was a mad prediction there. 10 games ago, whatever it was. But, uh, it's it's, uh, we'll, we'll give it to you if they don't get top four, though. We'll give it to you because they yeah. were safe in third place at the time. Like So yeah. uh, we'll give you that prediction. I was, I was, you sniggered at me, lads. When I, <laughs> I don't think we did. <laughs> the, the relegation then, right? This is the one that uh, I don't know. I, I spent too much time talking about myself on this show. But, um, you know, it's been, it's been a mad roller coaster. It seemed like Villa were gone. It seemed like Watford were gone at one stage. It seemed like Bournemouth were gone a few times and then, you know, they got themselves back into it and then kind of like didn't do themselves yeah. any favours against Southampton. Unlucky as well. Like, But, you know, at the same time, they're not gone. If they beat Everton, the other two lose, they can still survive. Like, we're talking about all the drama in the championship. You could see Sunday having three different, you know, all the different teams safe at one stage and a few different goals going in here and there. Like, more than likely, what you just said at the end is going to happen. Bournemouth are probably going to win and the other two will and you know, a big, a big surprise. Sorry to upset you, Mitch. Um, <laughs> it's heartbreaking. You've <laughs> just dropped the, the rope out for you to hold on to, and they're going to pull it away. And yeah, that's, um, yeah. But you'll enjoy the championship. It's great. You know I know. Like, <laughs> Playing every day, sure. <laughs> you'll get back up first time. You'll be favourites. No problem. Yeah, all the money in the world. Loads of money. So yeah, I suppose it's hard to predict that. Like you'd imagine, you'd imagine it would stay as it is. I like if I had to force the bet on it, but from a random point of view and from looking at the championship and all the, you know, the madness that happens, probably will be Villa and Watford losing Bournemouth just surviving <laughs> the last day. Um, is uh, you know they've been so good in the Premier. They've had that year, eighteen months that we've all. Spoke about I think before they've been on a downward spiral, Bournemouth. Um, you know, I think it's probably time for a change there. But if they could stay up for Eddie Howe and, and be a good way to, to finish for him, um, they spent plenty of money, Bournemouth as well. But then so have Watford and so have Aston Villa. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's you know toss your coin on the last day. I'd probably say if you make me bet on it, I would say it stays as it is. Yeah. What would give you? What about Watford? Like, what do you, what did you make of all that oh, crack last week? Like, just nuts. Like the amount of managers <laughs> they've had, um, and they're the only really team though that they've changed their manager. You get a manager bounce, but they do get a manager bounce every time. It works for them. It's worked for them for like how many years in the Premier League? Four or five years, whatever it is, and they they do well under a new manager. I think this case, um, and Nigel Pearson, I don't know. He, he seems he's fairly temperamental, from what I know, and fairly fiery. So you know. You, Himself in the tournament fell out, and I'd imagine he just, you know, doesn't, you know, doesn't hope with too much mess. And uh, I'd imagine Nigel Pearson and just, you know, walked and or whatever it was, got sacked, whatever it might yeah. be. But yeah, like um, their system is unique. Their 
and you can't criticize them for it because they've stayed in the Premier League with with a squad that's not the best in the world at times over the last few years, and they've, they've, they've punched above their weight and they've done fairly well until like this is the closest I'd imagine they've come last day of the season for relegation. They probably like deserve it to be honest. To get relegated for what they've the amount of times they change their manager. The, this season is the, the, the third time. Yeah, uh, this is the so this is they've had four managers this year, yeah, yeah. including yeah, the caretaker. Had, like, yeah, they've lost Flores back two or three times. Like, they, just, <laughs> they don't know what they want. So, um, like, you'd, from the outside looking in, I'd like them to get relegated. To be honest, it doesn't seem right that you keep doing that and keep chopping, changing, but you know, has worked for them. Um, but I can't imagine what's like as a player there. You you know you just know the manager. Whatever a manager comes in, it must be laughing mad. See, see the manager give his first speech because usually managers come in, give the first speech and talk about long term and they go do this and go do that and the other. And you sit there as a Watford player and you just giggle at the manager. You know, a couple of months, whatever. If you lose two games, you're out the door. So you don't have that same responsibility or, or I suppose, um, relationship with a manager or a feeling that you have to. You know, you have to do well for this manager. You owe him something or whatever. You wouldn't have that at Watford, but it doesn't seem to affect them. So, um, anyway, yeah, I, I still think uh, I'd probably like them to get relegated. Yeah, it is. Watford are 13 to 5 to stay up, Aston Villa 1 to 3, and Bournemouth 11 to 1 on Labrooks.com. But I promise 11 to, to 1. 11 to 1, uh, which is. That's Aston Villa to be West Ham. The West Ham are actually a decent form, even though they, you know, they, all right, they've stayed up and we're like, all right, when they've, a lot of the time when the pressure's off that you don't need to get the results, you actually might go out and even play better again, not just go yeah. on your summer holidays like <laughs> some of the clubs even are playing Arsenal the week before the yeah, FA final, so. yeah. Oh man! Anyway, poor Mix David. Mix devastated. He's gonna, he's been saying. Oh, I won't be devastated already. if I go on and get bored with that eleventh one. <laughs> <He's laughs> We've somehow talked him into the fact that we only won a game. Mick, you should uh, cover yourself. That's what I'm thinking. Sale, you know, so you get a, you get something out of the final day anyway. I feel like that's what I'm thinking. Uh, I'll use my lab books free free bet. Yeah. <laughs> There's a promises to be a, a great final day of the season. And Kevin, thanks a million. Thanks for your whole uh, chat throughout, throughout the season and, of course, this week as well. No worries, lads. Thanks for having me. Great stuff there from Kevin. It's been brilliant having him all season. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time when we get back into the Champions League. Football never really finishes. That's the great thing about the fact that it's come back so late. We'll be just rolling from one season to the other, uh, one competition to the other. If you are having a bet on the Premier League this weekend, be sure to gamble responsibly. You can visit dunlouis.net. For more information, please do subscribe to the Build Up podcast as well. You can find us by searching the Build Up on Ball Study and all good podcasts at. When you're there, please do leave a rating and a review as well. It would mean an awful lot to us. But until we chat to you again next week, mind yourself. <laughs> <laughs>